Hello, and on today's show, lots of awesome Star Wars news and more from D23. The Burning Legion coming to an Azeroth near you. The makers of Gone Home are at it again. And Rainbow Bright is not showing up at Pride this year. <laughs> this is the Geek 30 Happy Hour. episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour. My name is Alex Alvisu, and I'm joined by my very good friend and co-host, Jojo Maldonado. Hello! I swear we're two different people all together. Yeah, we, we just kind of figured out our voices kind of sound similar. We, we, we don't, did not intend on this. Yeah. So yeah, you're hearing one person in stereo. That's kind of, it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but we're here, we, um, we love video games. This is where it all kind of spawned off. We love geek stuff, we love Star Wars, Game of Thrones, and everything. We just, we just want to talk about everything. And yeah. we're adults now so why not add some beer to it bingo so this show is all about video games geek culture and uh alcohol uh specifically beer most of the time beer i'm thinking beer most of the time what do you think most of the time yeah so um you know an, an excuse to hang out with each other and talk about all things nerdy and let you folks listen to it cheers so with that uh let's talk about today's beer of the show so this is uh this is kind of selfish. <laughs> it's um, a little selfish, but I don't mind. It's yeah. a really good beer. Yeah, I uh, my favorite beer in the world is Newcastle Brown Ale. Uh, for anybody listening to this show who knows me, they they understand that I uh, I adore this beer so much. So um, we're not going to typically have uh, you know pretty mainstream beers like this on the show. We're going to actually uh, have a different beer every show that we're going to feature and kind of talk about the things that we love about it. Trying to find some uh, micro brews, trying to find some local yeah. stuff, you know, stuff that's hard to find, just stuff that's different to see what's good out there. Yeah, and uh, just a little bit about this beer. If you guys haven't ever had it, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for. Um, There's no excuse to not have it. But yeah, per their, per their website, after three years of perfecting his recipe, Colonel Jim Porter released Newcastle Brown Ale in Newcastle upon Tyne. T Y N E is that a, is that a thing? Tyne. It's Tyne. Tyne. In nineteen twenty-seven, just one year later, Newcastle Brown Ale won gold at the prestigious International Brewers Exhibition in London, nineteen twenty-eight. Afterwards, Newcastle Brown Ale became one of the most favored beers of Northeast England and a symbol of the hardy working class of the region. Now, many decades later. The one and only Newcastle Brown Ale is the number one brown ale and number one import ale in the United States. So thank you to Colonel Jim Porter. Yeah. He's a colonel, so you got to trust him. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he made a damn good beer. So damn I'm good take, beer. Take, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Now, a little bit more about the show. So as we want to just kind of take this show to just tell you a little bit about what to expect as we're, um, you know going on with the season. So we're going to have uh, friends uh, and guests appear on the show uh, per episode moving forward. So, you know, next episode, we're going to have a good friend of mine on and um, very important man. Yeah. He's, he's the one who helps us put together all of the music and stuff that you hear. 
and do the production. His name is Jamie Sweetland. And um, so, for instance, he's going to be on and, and he's going to bring a beer to the show and we're going to try it. And we're going to do that with any guests that come on the show and uh, hang out, talk about nerdy stuff and uh, drink. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Um, so, Jojo, why don't you tell the world a little bit about yourself and, and what you like and all that good stuff. Um, usually bearded. I had an incident recently, and I am no longer bearded. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, no, it's not. I mean, you, know, <laughs> like you say that. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a retro gamer. I started like back in the Atari 2600 days. Uh, I used to work run things on DOS uh, when the colors of the monitors were one, you know, it was black and green. Yes. Um, and I don't know. I just I have a nostalgia for the older style of games where you can go in, play for 20 minutes, get out, and there's no commitment there. Yep. Um, a lot of the newer games... They, they're fun, they're graphically enhanced, they're amazing, the sound is fantastic, but you have to divulge 80 hours of your life to them. And I don't, I guess I have commitment issues. Maybe. Is that, is that, is that, are we like uncovering deep psychological issues with you? Um, we talking about this? So I'm going to drink some more beer now okay. and avoid that question at all costs. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, but other than that, no, again, grew up in the geek culture, Alien, Star Wars, Doctor Who, um... More recently, the World of Warcraft, but I, I remember the original Warcraft games and Starcraft games as well, which is why I, I got into World of Warcraft so big as what I did back in the day. Um, big audio guy, which is ironic since I'm half deaf on my mom's side, I guess. Um, and that's me in a nutshell, I guess. You're half deaf. So which side, which side are you deaf on? I always have to remember. On my right side. That's oh, no, I'm, I'm deaf on my left side. I'm good on my right side. Oh, like side. oh okay, yeah. okay. I always forget. Right, I always drunk. end up talking to you on the wrong side of your head. Don't worry, I'll put my head at you. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, so no, that, that's 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 good, and and you touch on something that's very interesting because the the whole video game, uh, the I guess the culture hasn't uh, really changed. Where we're still, you know, experiencing like awesome stories and stuff, right? But, dude, we're getting, like, old and we don't have time to play video games. <laughs> exactly. And we're not 14 weird. years old anymore. I know. It sucks. You and, know, it's not and, like you go to high school, you come home, you've got eight hours to play video games anymore. Right. It, the, one of the one of my favorite things in the world is, like, sitting down for, like, I don't know, good eight hours and playing some Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, but or, or The Witcher. I just got The Witcher. Yeah. And, and like, that, that game just is so immersive. And damn you, Alex Tinsley, for hitting the end of that. <laughs> But like I just don't have time to play it, man. It's 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 so it's so immersive, and I wish I could sit down and, and just go through it. But. You see, I would love to do eight hours of Rock Band, uh, or just play a little bit of Mega Man or a little bit of Double Dragon. I don't want to spend an entire eight hours on one game. So those are old games. So like, what is your, what's like your your like favorite game ever ever? Um, probably Double Dragon too. Yeah, I still play that on almost a weekly basis. Was that the, is that the co-op one where you like sit down? You can have like yeah. a, it's a two D side scroller, right? Exactly. Yeah. And my brother and I used to play all the time. Yeah. We would play through it, you know, religiously on the NES. I still play through it on my Wii U. That's so a good. Digital download, definitely. It's so good. What about you? Um. Oh God. All right. So anything Star Wars? Obviously. Anything Star Wars? And we're going to talk a lot about that, folks. Yeah. You're going to hear <laughs> a lot. Of Star Wars. You're going to hear a lot games. about Star Wars, especially <laughs> right now because of. Uh, because the movie coming out, and uh, you know, again, just my uh, selfishness and wanting to talk <laughs> about it. But uh, no, Star anything Star Wars. I've been uh, going through. I, I'm a late adopter here, guys. But Doctor Who is fantastic. It is. It is. Um, for for people who are familiar with Doctor Who or anything, I'm, I just got to the point where Donna becomes a companion. 
So okay. are you familiar with that joke? Yes, very right. much. So it's awesome. Uh, she, I hated her so much. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to ruin anything. But no, yeah. no, but but listen, like I, and when she showed up in that Christmas episode, yeah, and she the was Runaway there, Bride? yeah, that yeah. one, that one, and she she ended up just showing up in the TARDIS, and then I was like, God, who is this complaining like terrible person? <laughs> and then about, and I had this conversation actually, it was uh, with. Jamie um, yesterday we were talking about it and I was like dude I hated her and then halfway through that episode something just clicked right and I was like I love this woman. she's <laughs> awesome I hope she becomes a companion right and then she didn't I'm like oh what the hell and then Martha came along Martha's fine right um I just saw the episode where um they kind of come back and she's in charge of some kind of military organization right, 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 right. And, and all that stuff um so she's fine but but I'm really liking Donna's um personality and, and, and for, for you guys who are like who are big doctor who fans you guys you guys are probably sitting there like oh this dude hasn't even gotten like anywhere near where we are now and i get that but you're still with 10th doctor you're still with david Tennant. oh but that's the thing dude david Tennant. he is, is amazing incredible he, i don't know if he's my favorite doctor he might be my favorite doctor got a kind of bit of a man crush on him because yeah. he's amazing yeah uh, but don't worry matt smith will go on you yeah yeah okay. i i was scared at first but matt smith holds his own his performance as a doctor though oh, is perfect. just amazing <laughs> yeah. and i don't cry during shows <laughs> but dude that last episode with rose right right like i no, I, I i don't I actually rolled up, i rolled up a little bit i did so um i don't anyway. think i talked for two days I, I i was i was so morose everywhere i went oh, <laughs> i was just somber in my cubicle you know it's just brutal man yeah, but, really but beyond star wars and doctor who i've also uh you know i'm a big star trek fan and and uh, anything, anything like that, superheroes and uh, comics and all that stuff. Um, but so talk about what you like. Who are you? Oh well. Oh God. Um, <laughs> me. I am. My name is Alex. Who am I though? Hi, Alex. I. Uh, so I. I don't know. I grew up in this DC area. For those of you guys who are listening, Jojo and I hail from the uh, DC uh, area, nice just rough. outside yeah. of DC. Um, I lived in this area my whole life, though. And, um, I, I grew, grew up, army, so I've yeah. been here for a while now, but yeah, yeah. And, um, I, I grew up in this area. I went to school in this area. I went to college in this area. Um, I am married. I, uh, my, my beautiful wife is downstairs hanging out with the pups right now. Uh, probably filled up the, the baby pool down there and they're running around in the backyard. Just one of four reasons why he doesn't have eight hours to dedicate to video games right. anymore. I have I have a wife who, who, who you know, I'll preface this, she's sure. super supportive. Oh, she's awesome. My, Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love her to death, too. She, But, but you know, I, I love her, and I want right. to give her attention and do things with her, too, beyond just playing video games. But I also got two two dogs, one of which we just adopted about a month ago. So he's our, he's our second. His name is Finn. Um, uh, again, a nerdy reference. Uh, that is named after Finn from Adventure Time. Um, it was a fitting personality. If you ever meet Finn, you'll, you'll understand why. Anyway, <laughs> so um, that's a little box. bit. Of, that's a little bit about me. I'm. I'm. I, I kind of love uh, all things geek culture, and that's that's one of the reasons why I love hanging out with JoJo here is that we get to talk about all this stuff. Um, whereas, uh, again, I love my wife to death, but she um, she doesn't get it as much <laughs> as, as we do. So, and that's cool. And that's cool. And I accept it. Well, what is good. it? Opposites attract, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, um, that's a little bit about me and, uh, big into video games. I'm also a musician. Um, I'm in a cover band and, uh, 
I did music once. That took an arrow to the knee. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) That makes it a lot harder, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to play music. I've been playing guitar for, God, like 15 years or something. Um, So, yeah, music's a big part of my life beyond all that. And I figured this this project would be an awesome way to kind of – take care of some of the, the creative outlets that I need in my life and uh, have an excuse to hang out with this guy over here, Jojo. and Try some beers, um, have some friends. Yep, yep, yep. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, with that, Jojo, anything else that you want to bring up? Um, you want to go straight into the news? And we might have to go straight into the news, actually, at this juncture. Right on. Well... This is kind of old news at this point, but <laughs> god damn it, I wanted an excuse to talk about it. I wanted an excuse to talk about it. So D23 was pretty spectacular. Um, for people who were taking time to uh, you know, keep an eye on all the announcements and stuff that were going on, uh, there's a lot of exciting, not just, I mean, a, a lot of awesome Star Wars news, but like, there's a lot of cool news about like the parks in general. So just some background on Disney for you guys uh, who may not know me very well, I grew up going to Disney World or Disneyland, but mostly Disney World, at least once a year. And I say at least because there were times where we went two or three times a year. Yeah. Uh, my mom is an absolute nut um, about that. And mom, if you're listening to this, I mean then all uh, with all the love <laughs> in the love world. for it. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it has really helped me become who I am today and have an appreciation for a lot of things. They're building like, Star Wars parks. Yeah, I've already got like tickets. Oh my god! Well, okay, I don't have tickets, but I'm already gonna like buy tickets to whenever the opening is because I have to be there. It's amazing. Yeah. So, from um, there's Where a really <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Um, the, there's a there's a great website. I, I encourage you guys to check out if you guys enjoy anything Disney related. Um, it's called InsideTheMagic.net, and uh, they had a, a great article that kind of summarized everything that happened because there's a lot that happened. Um, and this specific piece about Star Wars they talked about, Disney officially confirmed and announced plans to bring Star Wars-themed lands to Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando and Disneyland Park in Anaheim. Each park will receive a 14-acre land uh, taking guests to a never-before-seen planet with two major attractions, one sending guests on a secret mission on the Millennium Falcon and the other putting them inside a Star Wars adventure face-to-face with the First Order from The Force Awakens. That sounds freaking cool. I'm all about that. So, like... Have you seen the maps, though? They had, like, the, uh... Oh, yeah, no, I saw that. I didn't... I I don't remember too much about it. I'm trying to see... Oh, they have, like, a little... uh, We're looking at, like, their website here, and they've got, like, a couple of links to some things, but... I mean, it, it looks awesome. And if you guys have a chance, go to the website and, and check it out. We'll, in the show notes and stuff, we'll, we'll put a link up to the, to the website that we're referring to. Um, they did some really, really cool um, intro videos uh, that kind of hyped up the park. And it you know, starts with this, this – it looked like a, some kind of – you're on some spaceship and then all of a sudden this door opens up and you look out into this – lush uh wilderness with like a city and it looks like something maybe like in a a jungle maybe i don't know and all of a sudden some tie fighters are flying at you and it goes dark and it was a little bit chilling it was awesome um but dude 14 acres that's like a lot of space so they already have attractions in disney world i don't know if they have them in disneyland 
So they have, uh, was it the MGM Studios, or is it Hollywood Studios now? Well, it's Hollywood Studios, but I heard that they might be renaming it. I don't know that for sure. That I don't know for sure either, yeah. uh, but I know they have Star Wars attractions there. I don't mm. know if they're going to leave those attractions there or move them over. Well, they got rid of like a whole bunch of stuff, right? and right. Uh, I was talking to my mom about this. Because like, no, the whole Magic Kingdom, that got expanded too. Yeah, they, 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 they like recently closed. did. Yeah, they yeah. recently did that to add in like a whole bunch of other stuff, um, yeah. like involving uh, mermaid bees. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of a lot of stuff like that. Uh, they got rid of like that whole Toontown area that was kind of useless. Well, see, I don't because that was Disneyland. I don't remember it being Disney World. Yeah, Deanna and I went earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. like February, right? And we saw um, and we went up there. It's like completely changed. It's awesome right. looking. Well, it's, it's all not Toy Story uh, cars, right? Didn't they? No, that's the one in Disneyland. Um, they put cars and stuff there. I'm actually going there in January. Running a Star Wars 5K. Nice. And awesome. I don't know. I have to dress up, I think. So there was a Toontown in Disney World? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. remember that at all. Yeah, that's the, that's why. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember Toontown in Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. Like, that a lot. Yeah. Um, some, other, some other things about the Star Wars park, though, that's kind of worth mentioning. So, so, they, so Star Tours, you know how they, like, back in the day, they actually expanded Right on it. Yeah. So they they basically put in new footage, you know, uh, basically a new experience, right? A little bit more up to date, and um, they're doing that again, but now with scenes from uh, the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Okay. So they're doing that again. That's really cool. Um, and this one looks really interesting. Uh, just kind of as a Star Wars nerd. Uh, so this is called Star Wars Launch Bay. It will be an interactive experience taking guests into the upcoming film with special exhibits and peaks behind the scenes, including opportunities to visit with new and favorite Star Wars characters, special merchandise, and food offerings. Star Wars Launch Bay will be located in the animation courtyard at Disney's Hollywood Studios and in Tomorrowland at Disneyland Park. Now, I'm wondering if that's the actual, like, the original characters, like Mark Hamill and, um... I don't know. Uh, I can't. Carrie Harrison, Fisher. Yeah, Harrison Ford and all that fun stuff. Or if it's going to be people in cosplay. Oh, it's got to be people in cosplay. Because, I mean, they do that with like, Gaston and yeah. you know, Beast and yeah. you know, I, We're going to see, like, dude, I swear to God, we're going to see people like, like, you know, when you see Jasmine and Belle and right. Cinderella. Princess Leia. Princess Leia is going to be like, coming up right behind them, which is, yeah, I, you know, it's, out. <laughs> they, they got the rights. And, and for those yeah. listening, like, I am totally, and this isn't just me being a Disney fanboy or a Star Wars fanboy. Uh, saying this, I am totally cool with Disney taking taking control of Lucasfilm because now Lucasfilm has the capital to do what they're doing with the movies. I mean, look and, what they did with Iron Man. Nobody liked Iron Man, and yeah. then Disney got a hold of it. Yeah, Disney, <laughs> yeah. look at what Disney's done with Marvel. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. So uh, I have zero worries. You know, some people are like, oh, are they going to do something stupid with the with, with the, the rumors franchise? are still whether or not we're going to get. Um, the original copies, not the spe- special edition edits of the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there's that whole thing. still rumors there, but now that it's under Disney's hands, I heard somewhere that they might try to do that, you know, as fan service. What, you don't like how, how uh, Han Solo stepped over Jabba the Hutt's the, the, tail it's not really. I, I feel like it's more of like he walks into another dimension, ends up on top of his tail, <laughs> and then like trips and falls. Right. Because of how terribly it was edited. Right. But I think... And, I mean, Han, to me, has always shot first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Always. There period. You go. Yeah. Not after, not at the same time, he's always shot first. Yep. Yep. And um, so they also have uh, the Jedi Training Academy. 
Man, if, if I was a kid, oh my god, why wasn't I like a, a kid now? Exactly. Uh, they're basically creating like a little area for kids to dress up as Jedi and and learn the ways of the Force. This whole like experience. I, I feel like I would legitimately have my ass kicked if I ever went anywhere. Oh, <laughs> that oh, area. Man. A bunch of kids with a lot of like angst and energy. <laughs> yeah. They're at a Disney park. I wonder, how many, Wars, I wonder you know? how many cast members are going to get hurt. <laughs> um, and then they're also doing the same season of the Force is a new seasonal event beginning early 2016 brings new experiences to both coasts. In Tomorrowland at Disneyland Park, guests will explore the Star Wars galaxy with special entertainment throughout the land, themed food locations, and more. Blue guests, milk. yeah, yeah, they, they talked about they're, they're going to be doing blue milk and all that, so it's awesome. Blue milk and butterbeer, what's that? Uh, yeah, guests also will be thrilled to climb aboard Hyperspace Mountain, a reimagining of the classic Space Mountain attraction hmm. in which guests will join an X-Wing Starfighter battle at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Guests will uh, close out um, weekend nights with a new fireworks spectacular set to the iconic score of the Star Wars movies. So they, they're not taking over Space Mountain, they're just mimicking Space Mountain. Well, no, no, like, so, so for, for a short period of time, Let's Space Mountain's gonna change. And to like, hyperspace Mountain. Yeah, so okay. like when you, when you're like looking around in the dark and like you see like the planets and stuff, instead right. of freaking X-Wing, X-wing <laughs> battle is gonna be happening. That's, Leave to Disney. That's what they, I, they, can, they can pull it off. That's what I imagine anyway as I'm yeah. on that ride. <laughs> no. So the fact that they're actually doing that for me now it just helps. I have a video on YouTube of that. And unfortunately with cameras, you see the cool intro and then it's black for three minutes. And then you get the outro. You know, yeah. it's, So you have to use right. your imagination. Right. And they got a lot of other really cool stuff. Um, you know, they, There's been a lot of talk about this Avatar land that they're doing. That's gonna, um, they're expanding on Animal Kingdom and they're going to create this really elaborate... Um, Avatar Land with things flying in the air. They're gonna be in three. Yeah, everything in three. <laughs> no, and uh, lots of cool things like Floating that. Mountains. Um, there's a lot of um, kind of expansion on on Disney's um, ownership of the Marvel um, franchise. Uh, there's um, some really cool stuff happening in Hong Kong. So at Hong Kong Disneyland, much more exciting movement is happening with Marvel as the Iron Man experience attraction takes shape. Disney showed off first uh, look at the ride footage for the simulator attraction as well as uh, revealed the Iron Man costume character. And uh, they have a video of that on the website. Again, we'll post this in the in the show notes and stuff. Awesome. So um, lots of cool stuff happening at D23. Definitely. Um, another really cool thing happening at D23 uh, that they talked about was uh, they unveiled a Star Wars movie poster. And this isn't an actual like official movie poster. It's created by the, the same guy who... Uh, did he's done a ton of other um, movie posters out there, but he he drew this one. And, and the really important thing to note here is that the uh, John Boyega's character has a freaking lightsaber, and that's awesome because there's a, a basically a stormtrooper becomes a Jedi. I mean, I'm slightly jealous, and I'm also highly excited. That's badass. That's really badass. So um, that was that was pretty awesome. I think I. Um, I, that was probably one of the more exciting things that I saw, just because I'm I'm following this movie so closely. I tried to edit about it the in. Um, Iron Man ride, yep. experience that they had over there. The Iron Man Samsung phone that they're coming out with, or have already come out with. It's only available overseas, not in the U.S. That's a thing. Yeah, so I it's all skinned no out and everything. It's a show, but it looks like it looks like Iron Man. It looks like Iron Man. It's got Iron Man sounds. It's got Iron Man um, skin on it. It's mm. still unfortunately Android, but you know. Oof. Can't all be perfect. Yep. All right. Well, that's um. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yep. 
I want a little. I want my iPhone to turn into iron. <laughs> you know, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, so that's a, a lot of the cool things happening at at D twenty three that I at least wanted to talk about. Again, not not the newest news, but I needed a chance to talk about it. Oh yeah, I see it. That's uh, that's actually kind of cool looking. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Like yeah. the whole packaging, the boxing, everything is Iron Man. Yeah. The, the buttons, everything that they've done for it. So, so wait, do they have other ones that are like uh, the Hulk and I don't Black know. Widow? What did I just do to your computer? There we go. Hey, look, they got like oh, nice. Captain America. But again, those are available only overseas. They're not releasing them in the U.S. Boo. Yeah. Not that I would ever get one anyway. Yeah. Still, it'd be cool to see. It'd be a good work phone for me. Yeah. Speaking of overseas, Gamescom this yes. year was uh, was pretty awesome on the Blizzard front. Um, so, Jojo, you talked a little bit about your experience with Blizzard games. Like, what's your what's your favorite uh, Blizzard game? My oh. favorite Blizzard game is probably the original StarCraft. Um, oh yeah, I play the everlasting daylights out of that game. Um, I uh, so that was back was still. Before the whole WAN thing, before everyone went wireless and Wi-Fi's and all that stuff, everything was still LAN. Um, I still remember the days of the original Xbox and playing LAN parties with Halo and playing computer games and all that fun stuff. So that's a big nostalgia thing for me. Yeah. But I played hours upon hours on end of StarCraft, and it was just so much fun. You know, one-on-one, two-on-two, four-on-four. Um, it was just a great, great game for me. Um, after StarCraft came WarCraft... Three, I think, or Warcraft Two. I can't remember the order of all of them. But I remember with Warcraft Three, I was a big person for the Night Elves, which is ironic because when I play World of Warcraft, I'm all the Horde, and there's no Night Elves. Yeah, exactly for the Horde. Um, but I, I was in love with Illidan. Illidan was like my favorite character for World of Warcraft Three. So I didn't get into World of Warcraft immediately, but when they uh, announced the Burning Crusade expansion, I had to get into it because you know Illidan and the Black Temple, and I got to do this and I got to do oh, that. Yeah. And that was awesome. And then I kind of faded off from World of Warcraft because it's been around for 10 years. And, you know, yeah. So I was like, okay, not a big deal. Well, they're announcing again the return of Illidan, and I have to play this. Yeah. Um, they're also announcing a Demon Hunter class, and it's like, this is this is meant to be. I have to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, so World of Warcraft Legion was announced um, at Gamescom, which is, uh, again, not the newest news, but something that we're both passionate about as uh, Blizzard fanboys. Um, and I've always been an active, uh, World of Warcraft player and seeing this news and, and I'm like you, man, I, like I, the, the night elves were my jam. Right. Exactly. And the demon <laughs> hunter was my jam. And, and I, my very first character ever in World of Warcraft was a night elf rogue Yeah, because they didn't was have a de- Mohawk. They, no, <laughs> no, they didn't have a demon hunter class. So I wanted a dual wielding class right. that could use like fist weapons. Cause I was like, oh, this is the closest I'm going to get to a demon hunter. Exactly. And it took them 10 years <laughs> to get this right. So I, right now, my main character is a, uh, is a Blood Death Knight, um, Undead, Undead, yeah. for the Horde. For the Horde, right. Definitely. So <laughs> I am going to be re-rolling to a uh, Demon Hunter when this thing comes out. They haven't announced beta. They haven't announced release date. Nothing. Well, it's Blizzard. They're going to take their time because yeah. it's going to come out. Well, I wouldn't say perfect. World of Warcraft never comes out perfect, but it comes out pretty darn close. They do darn good yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's something that I, I really commend. People don't give them enough credit for that, I think. I, you know, they, um, they have a habit of pushing out projects. I don't think that we're going to see that with World of Warcraft. I think, 
I think they're actually working to um, be more be yeah. more aggressive about when things are releasing. Right. Um, but you know they they really really give a shit. Right. Exactly. Something out, which is really cool. Which is why see. they're still in business because oh, yeah. the original Warcrafts, the original Starcrafts, Starcraft Two, Warcraft Two, Warcraft Three, World yeah. of Warcraft, all the games that they put out, they want to make sure that they've got their Blizzard seal of approval on this yeah. when it comes out. Diablo, Diablo's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And let me ask you this. Uh-huh. The Demon Hunter class, and I don't know if you've looked too much in, into the class or anything, but I'm not, no. you can only play as Night Elf or Blood Elf. How do you feel, as, as, as a lifelong Horde player, <laughs> how do you feel about rolling a Blood Elf? See, that's... I'm alright with it, I don't give a well, shit. Well, yeah, I'm conflicted because it goes back to my World of Warcraft three days where I was always Night Elves and I was always playing Demon Hunters. Yep. And now with World of Warcraft, I only played the Horde. Um, that would be a, a tough. Some people role. have some people have something against the blood elves. Right. I don't care. I well, think I'm more to nostalgia that I, I played the night. Oh yeah, I, I don't right. have anything against the blood elves, but it was kind of a night elf when I did it. Yeah, you know? and it makes sense from a lore perspective. If, right. you, if you guys are familiar with like the lore of World of Warcraft, um, well, of Warcraft in general, um, you know you're, you're dealing with these are two of the oldest races on Azeroth, mm-hmm. and that's the you know the world that that Warcraft takes place in, and. Um, the Demon Hunter is an old, well, I, I guess an old profession, right. you know, like from, from back in the day before the Sundering, which is what split the world apart. Exactly. Um, so from a lore perspective, it makes complete sense. And uh, we're going to be visiting the Broken Isles, which is um, a big, it's a big focus in the, in the lore. Um, it's where the Tomb of Sargeras is. And if you know anything about Warcraft lore, again, you know that he is the biggest of the bad guys out there he was once um you know one of the titans and, and fell from that and became a bad dude and now he's in charge of the burning legion and now the burning legion is coming to um to azeroth and we've got to fight them all back so it kind of makes sense we're going over here to this place where um when the sundering happened um you know this is where the the a lot of this stuff um you know was sort of happening the first time that they were trying to come in. So um, it's pretty cool. And uh, as a big Warcraft nerd, I'm, I'm all about this. So and this is kind of a um, aside, but Thrall stepped down to focus on Shaman with their, um, which expansion? Uh, back in Cataclysm. Cataclysm, yep. yes. So who's the new uh, leader for the board? Yeah, so, so guys, JoJo hasn't played, hasn't kept up in a while. <laughs> So I I'm, haven't. Gonna, I'm sorry. And, and it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to give you a quick, <laughs> quick little rundown. So, Cataclysm happens. Right. Um, Deathwing comes. He's being an asshole to everybody. Of course. And Definitely. yeah. And so he um, he comes and tears the world apart, and, and he's causing a lot of trouble. I know that it was a and, while that people were trying to get the um, achievement for being burned by Deathwing because it was a yeah, thing. it was a, a marker. No, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> I, I got that actually. Um, and so he. The, the whole focus of that was basically getting the world back under control. Right. Um, Thrall was a big part of that, obviously, because he's a he's a big force um, as a shaman, and he's you know, one with the earth and right. all that and all that crap. So um, we go and kill Deathwing, and then um, throughout all of that, Garrosh Hellscream is the war chief of the Horde. I remember that name. And yeah. and that is if you're familiar with. Uh, Warcraft 3 yeah. Grom Hellscream yeah. that's his son 
Okay. And um, Garrosh is a very hot-headed sort of, um, you know, he's a pure. He's, he's a, well, <laughs> he's an orc. Yeah. yeah, he's an orc. So he's, but he's a pure. Um, he's a purist in the way that he wants his horde to just be orcs right. and to be orcs with that bloodthirsty. You know, uh, I want conquering and right. death and destruction and war. <laughs> and so there's a lot of tension happening. Uh, during Cataclysm within the Horde itself. So you've got Vol'jin, who's in charge of the trolls, and uh, he and um, Garrosh don't get along. Uh, you have uh, Karen Bloodhoof. Yeah. Garrosh kills him. Really? Yep. They, uh, there's a whole backstory to this, but basically they were in a duel to the death. Um, I forgot how to say it. It's some kind of work thing. Yeah. But, but basically that means that um, they walk in, one person's going to walk out of that. Oh, wow. Because they were button heads so bad, yeah. And there was a, there was some other um, sorcery in the back about I saw how, yeah, about how um, you know Garrosh didn't know, but his weapon was poison and actually debilitated Karen. Yeah, um, because somebody on the Tauran side uh, wanted him dead to begin with, and uh, now Bane Bloodhoof, who's Karen's son, yeah. is in charge of the Torrens. And uh, and so you know Bane's pissed off. So you got Bane who's pissed off at him. Vol'jin who's pissed off. Yeah. Uh, you have um, what's her name? Uh, Sylvanas who's in charge right. of the undead. She's just pissed off at everybody. Yeah, she's always pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> she's she, she doesn't need a reason. Exactly. No, but she's you know the, Garrosh doesn't see her as very trustworthy either because if you remember during Wrath of the Lich King, mm-hmm. the undead did that whole um, they spread the plague or not the plague. What is it called, guys? What is it called? I forgot. I don't know. It's some kind of plague anyway that, that caused right. a lot of issues back in Wrath. So um, basically it's everybody against Garrosh. And then the Alliance all hate him because he's freaking the Horde. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so tensions are really, really rising in Cataclysm. Pandaria comes around, which I think is a beautiful expansion. Have you played that one? I played through um, some of it. I got one of my characters to 90. I didn't see a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of power leveled through a lot of it, so I kind of jumped like one or two of the worlds in cataclysm just to get into mystic uh pandaria oh okay and then i, I went through there um did some of the dungeons didn't get a lot of lore i just wanted to play through there and do some of the dungeons sure, with my friends sure. and i i caught myself up at that point but i didn't really dedicate myself to it i guess it's a it's a beautiful expansion just uh i mean just by looking at it man, right it's beautiful it's one but... of the uh the times that they jumped up the graphics and the capability yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, but it also was great because they did a lot um, with expanding the story and helping us to almost bring in new lore into this game. That was basically all I was doing was exploring old lore and bringing right. it back in from that point on. Um, so it was great. Um, at the end of that expansion, actually, you siege Orgrimmar. Oh wow! And everybody is going after Garrosh Hellscream and trying to kill him because of all the things that he's done. It's this whole thing where he yeah. got the um, he got the heart of an old uh, of one of like the old gods, um, Yasharaj okay. was the was the god, and and he was using that to um, basically corrupt the world and and uh, using it to conquer lands and stuff. And so people were getting pissed at him because right. he was screwing everything up, right? Um, so to make a long story short. Either the Horde or the Lions, whatever. The last raid that you do is the Siege of Orgrimmar. Okay. And it's a awesome raid. Um, lasted a really, really long time. There's this. There's a lot of gripe against Blizzard because they ended up uh, taking about a year for them to... <laughs> be, by the time Siege came out yeah. to when 
uh, Warlords of Draenor comes out. Right. Um, that's it took about a year, but but basically what happens at the end of Siege is that you don't kill Garrosh, you uh-huh. knock him out, they imprison him, but he ends up escaping and he goes back in time, and this is where it's gonna mind blown. Okay, <laughs> right. so you take so Garrosh escapes, he goes to one of the bronze dragons, and the bronze dragon flight is all about you know uh, time travel and all right, that crap. Yeah. So they end up taking him back in time, but not back to their time. It's an alternate universe. <laughs> so all of a sudden they just like went Doctor Who or Star Trek on us. <laughs> right. And, and we're like trying to now stop. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait yeah. a second. <laughs> and now Garrosh is in, in Warlords of Draenor is, is, is working with his father, Grom Hellscream, and all the orcs of the original Horde. Yeah. And they create the Iron Horde. And now they are attacking our world. So they're crossing from their dimension into ours to try to take over Azeroth. Oh, wow. So that's what Warlords of Draenor is about. Okay. I think it's a wonderful expansion yeah. um, throughout the questing experience. Beyond that, it's okay. Yeah. You know, the rating's been good. I think the rating's been really good. I lead a raid team, um, and it's been a lot of fun. Filthy Casuals and the AIE Guild on Earth and Ring. Um, <laughs> so that's that's been a lot of fun. Um. But yeah, I think I'm excited to see what the new expansion comes out with. Definitely. So now that we're done, like giving a, a history of, of <laughs> World of Warcraft, for we're you. we're just kind of showing you. Obviously, this was Alex's time to shine for the geekery. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, but we're trying to show you what this is about. You know, just have fun, go off on tangents. You know, we we love this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's I I play a lot of World of Warcraft when I can. Right. Um, in that uh, one hour in that, time. Yeah, in that one hour time, I try to get in as much as I can. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, I do raid every every once in a while. So seeing seeing a new um, expansion on the horizon is obviously something very exciting to me. And uh, and it's and Judge and I were talking before. He, it's something that this is, this might bring you back. Huh? That's right, yeah. I've got some loving to do. I've got, I think, my main is 90. Okay. And this is at 110 right now, so I've got 20 levels of... <laughs> well, something that you should know about <laughs> right. is that when you buy Legion, they give you a free level 100. There you go. Yeah. I actually still have a free level 90 from when I bought... There you go. a Drainer and then didn't play it. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I just want to keep up with that. I don't want to have to go in and say, oh, I want to play this now and pay $120 of expansions. And, yeah. you know. No, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> it's fair. I get it. It's a time suck, man. Yeah. Dude. But it's fun. Um, so no, that, that, that the World of Warcraft expansion, back to the original point, is um, it was a was a really big deal. Also, it's a really big deal because in the past they've always announced this at BlizzCon, right? Every you know fall time frame, September, October, November. Yeah, November. Actually, I think I'm pretty sure it's November. Year, but so, they yeah. they host BlizzCon out in California, and they announce um, big new products. Every year and a half or so, it's a WoW expansion. Right. This is the first time they haven't done it at a BlizzCon. I'm wondering if they announced it early, so it's a playable thing at BlizzCon. So I have a couple of, of theories. Uh, one, I think they did it because of that. I think that mm-hmm. they want to have a beta out by BlizzCon. And you can head out uh, beta codes to everybody who comes in. Yeah. And as that, well as the, our Murlocs that nobody else can get. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> no. Damn it. I want those Murlocs. Damn it. Been calling in these years. Um, but the other thing is that I think that they're really realizing that World of Warcraft is a 10-year-old game. Yeah, right. it's, it's still, it's, it's, um, it's a big deal in today's video game culture. Right. But it's also, 
you know, not not what they're focusing on right now. Um, not that they're not focusing on it. That's not the right way to say it. But they've got other IPs that are coming out. You've got Hearthstone, which is killing it. Right. They're making a ton of money with Hearthstone. It's a free-to-play game, but, you know, people are buying card packs up there. Exactly. Right? Um, Heroes of the Storm, which is their new MOBA, which is a ton of fun. And I love uh, what they're doing with it. Um, and then they're also coming out with this new first-person shooter called Overwatch. And I have you yeah, heard, have I've, you, I've, have I've you seen and I've heard some stuff about that. I'm curious about it. Yeah, so Overwatch looks really cool. Uh, different types it of characters just that you seems can play. really left field from what they usually do. Yeah, which is why I'm excited about yeah, it. Yeah, and uh, they're they're talking about how this is kind of the remnants of their other MMO project called Titan right. or the Project Titan or whatever they whatever it was. They ended up scrapping it and ended up scrapping it and going with um, you know they, they took what was left and created Overwatch. So right. that, that, that's a theory there. Uh, but I think that they're taking time to really show these other games some love. Because they, they deserve it. They're awesome projects, and, um, and, and I think that they're, they don't want to put all their eggs in one basket anymore. No. Because um, they've also had a huge drop-off in subscribers. Yeah, obviously. I mean, because, again, it's a, it's a 10-year-old game. Um, you can make it new only so many times. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And um, so we'll, we'll see what – I'm really curious to see what happens in November with BlizzCon. Um, we'll definitely be talking about it here. Right. And um, – I'll, I'll be sneaking on to the live stream at work and <laughs> try to watch that. Uh, I so, can't. I can either confirm nor deny that will happen at my place of employment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, the last thing that I want to talk about is Tacoma. So, this is a cool game, and, and if anybody out there is familiar with Fulbright, they created this beautiful game called Gone Home. If you haven't tried it, you can get it on Steam. It's fairly cheap. I, I don't think it's more than twenty bucks. Um, but I say it's a beautiful game because this is—it's a—it's not a first-person shooter. It's a first-person game. And when Jojo and I before were talking about this need for uh, like a different sort of play style when we're playing video games right. and doing these things, I think this really hits home with me. Um, because this is the sort of gameplay that I've really grown to enjoy, and that is a first-person, well, maybe not even always first-person, it could be third-person, but really a a single-player, story-driven experience. Um, Gone Home, if you guys haven't played that, it's, uh, you're you're this girl coming home from, and it's in the, I think it's in the 90s. Um, You come home... Before the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like ninety six, ninety five, and it's really and it's really funny because like you know, you, you well you come home, your parents and your little sister have just moved into this house. Um, this house used to belong to an old uncle of yours who passed away, and, and it's just, yeah, it's a big mansion of some kind. And uh, you come home from this road trip in Europe that you took for months. Like I think you were gone for like eight months or something. It's been a while since I played it. So you end up coming home and nobody's home, but they've been expecting you. So you're like, where right. is everybody? So all you're doing is walking around the house, inspecting various um, pieces of paper, different um, different things around the house that are telling a story. And what's really beautiful about it is that it's all narrated by your little sister. Huh. Um, so you're, you read this piece of paper, and then all of a sudden in your ears, you, you hear uh, your little, the little sister's voice almost telling a little story about what's been going on, and you start to understand this struggle that this that your little sister's been going through in a lot of ways of just being a teen um, in high school, um, <laughs> exploring your sexuality, right? right. Um, uh, 
being confused about you know uh, about your sexuality. And there's there's a Still lot am. of <laughs> you know I know I know get your hand off my leg. I, I'm sorry. Right. So it's a very beautiful leg. I know, um, but it's it, the the way that they tell tell the story is masterful. Um, it's nothing um, mind blowing from a graphics perspective, but man, what an awesome experience! And it only takes you about like two hours to play. Really? Um, yeah. I so okay, that and that's the sort of like gameplay that I I I got done playing that. I'm like, this is the type of stuff like I love, and, right. and it really and it hit home with me. You know, you talk about an emotional story, and uh, it was it was a totally different experience from anything that that I've ever really ever really experienced. And Tacoma coming out. Um, you know, they, they've talked, they announced this game, uh, last year, but it's been, uh, progressing really well. It's coming out in 2016. Um, same people, Fulbright, they created this game and it takes place in a space station. Nice. Similar sort of thing. You enter the space station and nobody's there and you're trying to figure out the, the mystery of what happened to everybody. And the visuals remind me a lot of Bioshock. Really? Which is one of my favorite games right. ever. Um, did you ever play Bioshock? I did not. Yeah, you got to go I've, I've been told that I need to play it. Oh, it's a beautiful game. I have commitment issues. Know that. I know. I spent 120 I know. hours on the game. I know. I think Castle Crashers would be happy. Oh, Castle Crashers <laughs> is so good. It's so good. But um, that kind of brings back to, to the original point. Um, I think that games like this, for me, are, you know, this story-driven experience are really... Uh, Really fantastic. I mean, what are your thoughts? Like, what, what kind of what you just mentioned, Castle Castle, Castle Crashers, Crashers, yeah, exactly, and, and some other games like that, the two D side scroller. Like, what, what what gets you kind of kind of well, going? An idea that can get a full on story in two hours is fantastic to me. Um, I again, I have commitment issues when it comes to games. I've heard so many great things about Dragon Age and uh, Skyrim and a bunch of other games. Dragon like, Age, I cleared it in about ninety hours. Ninety hours, yeah. That's two, was, wor- that's two work weeks for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of eight hours of slaving every day. I, I don't know how I even pulled it off. <laughs> I don't know. But that's one of my favorite game franchises. Or I can go play time. Mega Man for two hours, beat the game, be happy with myself. I've accomplished something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? See, I still, I, I, I'm just like. <laughs> play DuckTales, play Double Dragon, you know. Something. I, I, hate, I hate myself for playing those games for so long. But I love it because right. like they, I like the story and all that stuff. So Right. Well, it's, it's um, I'm a. Pretty much a movie buff. I love movies, two hours, two and a half hours, three hours, and I'm happy. Um, when I get into shows, I feel at that point there's a commitment, and after like the fourth or fifth episode, I just want to watch them. It almost becomes a utility kind of a deal. Um, and I feel right. that way about these games that you have to invest. They're not RPGs, but they kind of are becoming that way. You're building yourself up, even though it's not an RPG. Even some of the newer games, uh, Double Dragon Neon that came out on 360 and a couple of other platforms... Um, you can build yourself up, and you can do this, and you can do that. It's like, I just want to play Double Dragon. I don't want to worry about leveling. Yeah. I just want to you know, nah. beat the game and be happy. Um, I feel like an old grumpy man on my lawn, you know, <laughs> with kids, you know. And I don't know. Just I, I love the old nostalgia, and I, that's why I love Rock Band so much. I'm excited for that to come out. And you're a big Nintendo guy, too. I'm a big for, Nintendo fan. For, um, that, for that simplicity. For that simplicity, because it's not necessarily about the graphic power horse that it needs to be. It's about the interaction with the game. Um and I'm excited for Rock Band to come out uh, this year. Oh, me too. Not only because you can get your old library and, and bring it over to yes. the new one. You know but, how many, and you know how many. Songs <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have. I have probably like half of what you have, oh and God. I have like eight terabytes. Guys, <laughs> I, I spent way more money on Rock Band. Is my wife over here, Deanna? 
No, she's, no, she's not. She, she knows, though. Oh, my God. I've spent so much money on rock band. It's so I make a, a fair amount for a living per year, and I feel he, like he doubled that on his rock band collection. Yeah. So. I, didn't go, I didn't go into debt, people. <laughs> I'm responsible. He spent more on this than he did his wedding ring for the wife. Wait, did I? Maybe? <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. The fact that he's actually thinking about it should be an indication. Yeah. Anyway. But the, 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 what the premise of this is is that you should be able to bring... I'm sure the licensing is going to be weird and you won't get all every song. Yeah, they talked about maybe a few that aren't going to come Exactly, because that's what happened when Rock Band went from Rock Band 1 to 2 and 2 to 3. A couple of songs fall off. Um, so I'm sure bringing it over from the Rock Band on 360 to Rock Band on Xbox One, you probably lose a couple of songs, a couple of licenses on there. But still, you have the, the majority of your game um, history and everything. And you, it, it'll be awesome to have your library plus a new library plus whatever new comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I want to take a stab at Sony right here. This is awesome. Microsoft is doing an awesome thing. Uh, they're doing an awesome thing with Windows 10, uh, which I just loaded on my PC at home. Oh, me and too. I've been uh, playing around with it. And it's, it's a lot better than so I expected. Far, yeah, today. so far so good. I haven't tried any of the streaming stuff with Xbox yet. I, so I haven't, apparently, and it, of course it's Windows, so it's going to take a little while. <laughs> but um, I, uh, I have both my Xbox updated to the latest version. I have my PC updated to the latest version. It still won't stream quite yet. There's something not talking to each other, even though they're on the same network. Um, so I'm, I'm still working with that. But the idea of that is fantastic to me. Um, the, the idea that you can bring your old games over um, with the 360 games, anything that was on the arcade, you'll, excuse me, uh, in the uh, fall months, you'll be able to play them on your Xbox One without having to pay for them again. Mm-hmm. Any of your saved games that were on the cloud, will just bring right over so you don't have to start from scratch. If you have any of the CDs or DVDs, you can just pop them right into your Xbox One and they will play. That is amazing to me. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, Sony's not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if, um, I don't know if they ever will. Yeah, either. I, I mean, I, I, I never, I never really got behind the whole Gaikai thing where they turned it into Sony streaming. And I mean, I like the idea. If you didn't own it, now you can stream it. But if you do own it, why would you want to pay money to stream your, the game that you already own? Yeah, that never made sense to me. Um, so I, I like the approach that Xbox is doing. It's like you already own the game. We're just going to give it to you. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's nice. That's, that's nice. fantastic. It is nice. I've got. Um, I was thinking about getting that Sony. Um, was it the Sony TV or something? I've been told that even the Sony TV doesn't do like some of the streaming stuff. Yeah, it doesn't. Platform. Yeah, it doesn't do like it doesn't support any of that. But I have all these like, like I have like the old Final Fantasies, right? Exactly that I got from there, and I, and I kind of wanted to play. Like I was itching to play Final that's, Fantasy Seven, and that's another thing that really makes me mad. I mean, Not that like I have the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but Those like you get these, like, hour game, yeah, right? you get these, you get these itches. That's thing that really kind of irks me is that uh, Sony's whole marketing thing since December of last year has been Final Fantasy VII. In December of last year, they brought Final Fantasy VII to the board. Hey, you can now get this port on your PS4. It's fantastic. And it's also like, on hey. iOS. And iOS, now yeah. for 15 bucks, 17 bucks. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's because it's Squaresoft. Yeah. I ended up buying it, by the way, like when I had that itch. <laughs> I, no. So I, I didn't get it on my iOS the right. I, I got it on my gaming rig right. on Steam. It would, like the whole, like all these Square Enix titles were right. um, on sale. Like I got Final Fantasy um, 7 and 8, and Final Fantasy 13 and 13 2 yeah. for like under $20. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. It was like, or it was around $20, something right, like exactly. that. You know, but it was super cheap. And, um, but Sony comes in, you know, what is it, two months ago, three months ago, whenever um, E3 was out. It's like, hey, yeah. dog, I know that you just put out uh, Final Fantasy VII. We're going to put out Final Fantasy VII again as a remake. Yeah. Like, but you just you 
just announced that. That kind of pisses me off. Really? You know? <laughs> I'm like, alright with that. That's, just that's because, your thing? Just because, I, I don't know, I've been one of, I'm one of those people that always wanted the remake. Right. Well, and I, I, can, I can understand that. I, um, I am on the opposite side of, the, side of that spectrum really? because I was a big RPG guy. I, I played Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy VI, or one in, I'm sorry, two and three for Super Nintendo gamers out there. Um, I played those religiously when I had Super Nintendo. And then Final Fantasy VII came out, and I was mowing lawns, and I had to you know, save up my money, and I had to buy my PlayStation 1, yeah, you, <laughs> you know, and get my copy of Final Fantasy VII on three discs and all that fun stuff. I never finished the game. I haven't beaten it once. Yeah. I've played it through. I've tried <laughs> playing it through like three times. Never finished the game. It was, but not, it's still so, like even like even replaying all this. It's like there's a sense of nostalgia and it's right. exciting because like I'm like oh I'm like half 13 me, again. I don't know. Half of me understands that. The other half of me is like I don't have the time for that. I know. You know? Me too. I'm in the set. I'm in the exact same boat. I get the it. Super Nintendo RPGs was a 12 hour commitment. Yep. And it could be a 20 hour if you really wanted to be OCD about something. Final Fantasy was at least 80 hours mm-hmm. and oh, three yeah. CDs. And, yeah. you know, I love the PS1 black CDs, so those were really cool yeah, back in the cool. day. Yeah. Um, but there, were, there was a commitment there, and I think that's when I realized I had a commitment issue as far as video games concerned. <laughs> you know, I was it's, like, I don't want to dedicate that much time. I want to be able to play it. It's hard these days, man. Yeah. It's really hard. I've, um, like, I've, I've, still got, I've still got, like I said, The Witcher to go through. Right. And then I've still got Shadows of Mordor to go through. <laughs> not, not even going near that. No, I love I, All the Rings, but I'm not even I've been know. dying to play that game. Right. And, I, and I've had it since, like, Christmas. <laughs> Dude, I've had it since Christmas. Right. Ugh. I just want to go play Castle Crashers for 20 minutes and then be happy, you know, or play a couple rock band rounds. And... Dude, I think I have Castle Crashers on my Xbox 360 downstairs. Right. Do I have that installed? And since I'm on the cloud, I can log into your Xbox and we can just start from there scratch. There you go. It's amazing, you know? you know? So, love that technology. Let's let's do this. Let's wrap this shit up so we can go play some Castle Crashers. That sounds like a great idea. So I'm glad thanks, you came up with it. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> listening, everybody. This was our first episode. Uh, hope we didn't bore you guys too bad. I think we had some fun. Um, also, some delicious beer, Newcastle Brown Ale. Gotta have it. Uh, if you guys haven't tried this, it's wonderful. And if you guys don't like it, screw you. It might be our only mass-produced beer on our show, but it's really much worth it very much worth it jamie's already told me the type of beer he's getting for next show i'm really? not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it to you either it's gonna be a surprise <laughs> dun, dun, dun. but I, I think people may know this beer and okay. uh, you either love it or you hate it so we'll see it's not weed beer. no weed. no 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 we don't have enough time for that <laughs> awesome awesome so again thanks everybody for listening jojo where can people reach us well they can reach us at geek 30 podcast at gmail.com now i know we were geek colon 30 on everything but when it comes to email or twitter handle you actually spell out geek 30 so it'll be g-e-e-k 30 t-h-i-r-t-y wow i actually spelled today Look at you. <laughs> podcast at gmail.com um so again G- geek 30 podcast at gmail.com we have a twitter handle at geek 30 and you can always go to our website geek 30.com again that's spelled out wonderful and you can also give us a call uh leave us a voicemail 443 443- Four two four three three five zero. Drop us a line. Tell us, hey, you're doing a great job. You suck. We don't like you. You want to stay on topic more? You want to stay on topic less? You know, let's yeah, know how we're doing. This is our this is our first time in this whole podcast thing, so yeah. we're kind of learning. But uh, special thanks to Jamie Sweelan for all production. Awesome. He's awesome. Music and stuff that you guys hear. And uh, thanks again to you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. See ya.